Welcome to the podcast of the Pilates Alliance of Australasia. The PAA strives to continue promoting the expansion of the Pilates method as a professional and valued healthcare and fitness discipline. The goal of the PAA podcast is to explore the many facets and layers of the Pilates industry through conversations with the community. I'm your host, Bruce Hildebrand. Welcome to the show. On today's call, we have David Gunther from Pilates Business and Pilates Can in Canberra. David and his wife and business partner, Claire, have worked for a long time in the industry and have a huge value to bring the many new and long-term and aspiring Pilates teachers and the Pilates business owners as well. David, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Bruce. It's a real pleasure to be here. The purpose of these calls with David is we've got a series coming up and David's been generous enough to take us through a 10-step client sales journey process that he and his team have put together over many years. David and Claire presented this material at the 2019 PAA conference in Sydney. We're now reviewing that material. I understand, David, there's some updates happened over the COVID period that we've had in between now and then. We're going to do a quick overview and have a look at how these 10 steps come together, and we'll roll out the series of episodes of the same key headings that allow us to walk through this process step by step. Thanks, Bruce. The listeners will find that there's some real value in the changes that we've made in particular, and in the assets that we've set around each of these steps. So that's what we've built with some continuous improvement with Pilates Can with our business over the last 20 years. We've built lots of assets around each step to help the client from inquiry through the 10 steps to being raving, referring clients. They're so keen that they're bringing their friends and family on board because they trust us and they really respect what we've been able to help them with. And part of that is helping them through the journey, through the sales journey, as well as the Pilates journey. As we walk our way through this introduction, David, having chatted to many colleagues and industry members over the years, they would have probably been aware of these, even if it's just instinctively, that they're fairly obvious steps to take. But what I really like about what you're going to be presenting in these coming episodes is the detail that you've taken the time to dive into and give a clear map of what assets are required along the way. Yes. What I've found being in sales, even before I was involved with Pilates, I was involved with professional sport and some of those roles included selling sponsorship, for example. There's a real step-by-step process and it's important to get the order correct so that you get the right result for the prospect and the right result for the business. Having assets around each of the steps also help get that order correct so that the client is getting a nice, easy slope to climb rather than a cliff to jump up or jump down, depending on how you want to look at it. It just makes it that much smoother and gets the results. The terminology that I've heard in the past is about cleaning up all the friction points that would otherwise perhaps even something subtle that could get in the way of a client making their way easily and as seamlessly forward along the journey or ultimately their own good because they get the opportunity to participate in Pilates more. And as we're all a little biased, I'm sure, we're fully aware that everyone can benefit from Pilates in their life. 
Yes, and the good thing about a great sales journey is that it doesn't feel like you're being sold to. It feels like it's something that you really want and you really need. And the person that's doing the selling, so to speak, the business person or the administrative person within the business, finding solutions to the problem that you have, the pain point, the issues that you're trying to address by taking on Pilates services. So yes, we can make that journey very smooth and the better the assets that we have, the more likely it is that journey will be a smooth journey and one that both sides will enjoy. I find that when I'm selling Pilates, it's not about making cold calls and saying, would you like to do Pilates? It's about helping someone through that step-by-step journey in providing that solution If there's a couple of things that jump out for me there, David, it's the perception that sales is a bit of a dirty word or people tend to take a wide berth away from sales because it all feels too clunky and it's not what I'm about, so to speak, in inverted commas. However, my experience at least, David, and I think I've probably got a fair few colleagues in the similar position, is that the joy of doing Pilates, the joy of sharing Pilates comes through in our passion, in our voices, in our actions, and the way we often live the lifestyle of having such an important movement methodology in our life. It's an extension of that. What really pains me is hearing relatively new teachers often, but even some that have been in the game for a while, still feel a few blockages around sales. And so dive into the upcoming series, Detail. I think it's going to help that and just make it a bit more natural for everyone to feel really authentic in that conversation. Yes, Bruce, you're quite correct. It needs to feel natural. It needs to be natural. It needs to be that enthusiasm that you're talking about. And when you have that, it just feels great for both sides of the equation. And that's what having a process can help you with. Having those assets can help you as the salesperson. And It's about the stories we tell ourselves in terms of putting these limitations on ourselves, not being able to deal with the word sales. That is something, if you're a business owner or if you're working within a business, you need to work out ways to get over that because it's going to stop you, that limitation. The best way is to jump in and talk about how this process helps the client become that raving referrer because they feel so comfortable and so wonderful to be in your studio, to be doing Pilates with you, that it's just who they are and what they like to do. But they haven't got there by magic. They've gotten there by speaking to someone initially. Let's dive into the key headings that you've pieced in this process, David. 10 steps to the sales journey. And we begin with inquiry. Yes, Bruce, inquiry is where it all starts. But of course, even to get to the inquiry, you need to have something out there so that people know where you are, who you are, and what you do. So there's a number of assets that help lead to the inquiry. I'll go through the whole 10 steps now so that we're aware of what they are. And what we're trying to get to, of course, is having raving referrals from your clients. So we start with inquiry. And then comes the presentation. This is the real sales price presentation and one of the really important assets that we've come up with only fairly recently is a grid of things that we say to clients and answers that we give to questions that come up often, standard questions that people have about our services. Moving on from that, we have the initial sale. We've got other things that are in play other than just a transaction. There's the client who needs to turn up to sessions. So that is the next step, booking the initial sessions. 
a really important thing that needs to happen. So you need to have things like automated workflows. You need to have a website that's easy to navigate so that if they need to get in touch with you or cancel a session via your app or whatever it might be that you have in place to facilitate bookings and cancellations, taking a step back for the initial sale, you need to have pricing that's clear and concise and not too complicated so that you're not giving people too many choices. If you bring in someone to your team, for example, and they might be a receptionist, there is someone who is going to take on that initial presentation situation. They won't get to the initial sale if they've got a long list of prices that they're reading out. I have had staff in the past, that was their approach because I didn't train them well enough about the sales process to know that before presenting a price, we need to know what the prospect is going to purchase so that we're just giving one or two options that they can choose from. What I'm hearing, David, is that there's a lot of thought that goes into particularly these next three steps after the initial inquiry, and this is your 20 years of experience speaking. There is a pretty predictable formulaic outcome in the way that people flow through those three steps from the presentation to the prospective client, initial sale, and then how you go about the action and the execution of that booking. There's lots of pieces of the puzzle that can come together. There are a lot that you can predict. Exactly right. And whilst they can come together well, they can also fall apart quite easily. If one of those first four assets doesn't work properly, you can lose that sale. You can lose that lifelong client and their ability to become an advertiser for you because you've got something wrong with the process. That takes us on to the next step of attending the initial sessions. The attending is obviously really important. We'll get into detail about each one of these in subsequent episodes, but if they don't go through that step, then they can't become that long-term clientele. We have a process where we have either a beginner course for Matt Pilates, or we have a couple of private sessions to get people started towards semi-private sessions. And we found that is a really good way for us to go with our business. Everyone's got a slightly different model, but attending those initial sessions will get them to that second purchase. This is where we've had a big change in what we're doing because we used to overcomplicate it by thinking that making it a smoother path for people would be making that second purchase a package, not a beginner's pack of just a couple of privates or a beginner's course, but a package of 12 weeks. And that's what we had as our second purchase. We've learned through COVID that was wrong because we changed that second purchase to be the direct debit. The package option's still there, but all of our assets now are around getting people onto the direct debit, getting that continual habit. We have a saying, building an excellent Pilates exercise habit. That's what we help people with. So that second purchase is a really important step, and we really encourage that step with all sorts of different assets, including even the contract, the form that people fill out. I think the listeners can look forward to that episode when we dive into a bit more detail with that second purchase, because I'm aware that it's a common discussion point across the board. How do you get the clients over the line with that early process? Orientating clients is next, David? Yes. The orientation is about the booking process. We need to make things as easy and as clear as possible in the process of booking. And that's where, if we go back a step to that second purchase of direct debit, that allows us to actually book someone for 12 months ahead. 
all of a sudden, they're a long-term client if you've taken that step. And that orientation is around, if you're a long-term client and you're on a direct debit and you want to cancel a session or you want to take a break and go on holidays, then your client needs to know exactly how to do things That's again where you can have a wheel fall off because there can be misunderstandings about who's responsible for making cancellations, who's responsible for getting the direct debit to be stopped while you go on holidays. You don't want to jeopardise that relationship with a long-term client just because you don't have that organised. This personalised nature of how we are dealing with clients, not only the empathy that we share both within classes, but also the care and nurturing that we take, ensuring that our clients have every opportunity to fit Pilates into their life one way or another. With the plethora of demands and choices available these days to really make that work, take some work. It's a lot of resources that you're talking through here that need to line up for everything to kick off. So I'm excited that this process is going to help us all make that uh, a lot more refined and a lot more streamlined, that we can ultimately get more and more clients enjoying the benefits of Pilates. Yeah, we do have a very personalized service and you need to coach people particularly new clients, if they're not used to the setup, if they're not used to your studio, because the next step, building habits, that's an excellent habit to have to be refining your assets that help this journey, yes. Give us the big crescendo that we'll be getting to on our series, David. Raving referrals. Of course, you don't get to that stage unless you've done the other nine steps to have a client who's willing to be referring you to their friends and family. But that's the ultimate goal there so that everybody's happy. Well done. Keep an ear out for the upcoming episodes as we dive into a bit more detail with each of these key steps. Yes, Bruce, it'll be my pleasure to work with you on this and to share this properly with the listeners because there is so much value that they can bring to themselves, their businesses, and to all of the stakeholders, including their clientele. A great win-win as more and more people in the world get to enjoy Pilates because sustainable and competent Pilates business people are strong in the industry. Thanks for your time, David. We look forward to chatting with you in the Subscan series. That's a pleasure, Bruce. Thank you very much. There is a membership category for every Pilates enthusiast, where the Alliance provides a wide range of information, resources, and support for everything you want to know more of with Pilates. Help us expand the message of the PAA by sharing with your network of friends and colleagues today so that the Pilates community can continue to be a vibrant and inspiring network for everyone's benefit. You can become a member today by visiting the links in the show notes. For existing members, join us on the PAA Member Forum Facebook page where you'll find an ongoing supply of resources and conversations to continue supporting you and your participation and involvement in the many levels of Pilates here in Australia. The Pilates Alliance Australasia only exists because of the contributions of the Pilates community. If there's a topic or a conversation you would love to share on the podcast, then we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Pilates Alliance podcast. Please leave your comments on the Pilates Alliance Members Forum Facebook page. And remember, for anyone who is yet to become a member, we'd love to have you put your voice forward for the benefit of progressing Pilates here in Australia.